You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike with the Fin Fans Podcast. Uh, this evening I'm here with Louis Ergon. Hello. And Jim Johnson. Hello everybody. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about our thoughts on the draft and... Uh, I'm going to start off real quick uh, where we left off last week. Uh, Lou had made a comment as we were closing the show that he felt like this uh, particular first-round draft pick was critical for the franchise going forward, more so than it would be in most years. So, Lou, uh, in the first round, we took Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle. Uh, What did you think of that pick? Did it meet what you were hoping for? Well, yeah, it did. You know, the defensive tackle position is something that needed to be upgraded. We need some depth there. Hey, guys, I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a, a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do, we do run a Facebook group. Uh, it's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. All right, now back to the conversation. The guy is an extremely solid player. It was a very, very solid pick at that point. Unfortunately, the best offensive lineman was gone at that point. So, you know, when you look at it, it was a very, very strong pick, and it was a need for the team. So, yeah, I would say it was. In my opinion, it was a very, very good pick for them. What did you think of it, Jim? Well, obviously, I love the pick. Uh, Wilkins was high on my big board, and I was, you know, hoping you, you that— You have the, a big board? Yeah, I do. I, I have to, you know, or I forget everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, C, that CRS catches up with me. Yes, sir. No, I was hoping that he would actually fall to us. Uh, He wasn't really projected to be there at 13. He was considered a top 10 talent and uh, probably the number two uh, interior defensive lineman in the draft. So at number 13, I think we've got great value. Uh, A guy that slid out of the top 10 to us at 13. And, you know, if your other options are already off the board, then Wilkins is a great choice. Uh, He's got a high motor. He's got a a great locker room attitude. He's outgoing. Uh, He's a leader, a team captain. And uh, I think he's really going to be a great addition to the team. He's definitely excitable, I can tell you that. Yeah, that was that was uh, a very good moment seeing him, uh, you know, trying to chest bump Goodell out there on the stage. Yeah, that he was wasn't hilarious. he wasn't ready for that. That's for sure. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was like the highlight of the first round picks. So you listen to him talk. He sounds like a, a bright kid with a, a energetic disposition. I think he's going to be some fun. I really do. And he sounds intelligent. You know, he reminded me a little bit of Cam Wake just the way he spoke. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be Cam Wake. Don't take me wrong. But I think personality-wise, he's got a, a, a motivating personality. Uh, now, obviously, the, the big news really of the draft was uh, what the team did in the second round, and uh, that was the Rosen trade. So let me get your thoughts on that, uh, Jim. 
Well, my my original thought process was, no, I don't want Josh Rosen on the Dolphins. Uh, I just didn't consider him a guy that I wanted to add to the team. They pulled off a trade with the Saints uh, to trade the 48th pick uh, for the 62nd pick in the second round. And they also got another pick, the second round pick from the Saints in 2020. So you traded down a few spots and you got another second rounder for next year, which is a great value. And then you were able to trade for Rosen with the 62nd pick and still have a 2020 second rounder coming from the Saints. So to me, the initial uh, disappointment maybe with spending our second rounder on a guy I wasn't in love with is just well worth the investment. Uh, Josh Rosen was the 10th pick from the 2018 draft, top 10 quarterback talent, and would have been in the top 10 in this draft. He would have been rated higher than probably everybody but Murray. And we were able to get him for relatively nothing, and we got him for three years for a total of $6 million. So how can you not like that? That's a great, that's a great deal by the staff that, that pulled that off. How can you not like that, Lou? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh-oh. In regard to the money, the financial aspect of it, it's a great move. There's no question about it. You're getting a quarterback, basically a $2 million a year that comes in here and competes for the starting position. Now, with that being said... You basically let's let's it's it's kind of complex. So let's let's just take the first part of this. Let's put that in the equation. I like the fact that they moved down and they picked up a second round pick in 2020 next season. That's great. You move down, you pick later in the round. If they would have taken a pick there later in the round, picked up that second round pick next year, I would have been okay with it. Because at that point, I felt that there was no leverage for the Cardinals in regard to getting even our second round pick. I honestly believe that if they would have held off, they could have gave up a third round pick for them. Now, it's not all that many picks when you look at it. But if they took that pick there and then came back to the Cardinals in the third round and said, okay, listen, this is what we're willing to do. We'll give up that third round pick for Rosen at this point. Now, only about 16 players came off the board. And when we look at this, maybe next year or the year thereafter, those 16 players, you know, may become very, very good players in the NFL. We don't know that at this point. But here's the second issue that I have with the whole thing. There were other teams in this draft and I know we talk about the fact that Rosen was a top 10 pick, so on and so forth. But there were three other teams that took quarterbacks in this year's draft and didn't even consider Rosen. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But if they did consider him, they didn't consider him over the guys that they drafted. So what does that say about this guy? Uh, basically, what I have seen out of him is what I think some of these other teams have seen out of him. Is he a guy that is going to bring us to the next level? And in my opinion, he is not that guy. He, what is his, what is, what is he going to top out at in the NFL in regard to his productivity? I see him 
potentially being a very decent quarterback, but is he going to bring us over the top? He doesn't have the intangibles from what I have seen. And again, this is just my opinion. From what I have seen of him compared to what I saw out of Darnold and what I saw out of the kid up in Buffalo, it's like night and day. So with that being said, in regard to you know the comparisons and the talent around them, and again, we can go back and forth with that over and over. I just didn't see enough out of him to where I am comfortable with saying, you know what, this is a guy that is going to take us to the next level. I just didn't see the intangibles. I didn't see the talent. Uh, you know, I see him as being a very average quarterback in the NFL. And that's not the answer. Now, this team has so many needs. And I felt that in that second round, if we would have went in any other direction, I would have been happy with it. Because you're in a situation now where you've got Fitzpatrick. He's a, he's under a two-year contract now. And you've got Rosen. Great. You got the two of them. And I, you know, I don't know which one is better than the other. I'll be honest with you. And are we going to get a true evaluation of Rosen? That's the other question with the offensive line he's playing behind. Are we going to be in the same boat that we're in this year looking at him? Well, he didn't have an offensive line. He didn't have the players around him. So going into next year's draft, what do we do? I just felt that in the second round, we've, we could have taken any other position in, in a need position and said, you know what? Maybe we'll offer maybe third round. If he's still there, who knows? I mean, you saw what Philadelphia got for Ajayi once the season started. If the Cardinals, you know, wanted to seriously move him at some point, they would have. And I just felt maybe we jumped the gun a little too soon. Okay. I totally disagree with you, almost on all counts, but uh, Okay. Uh I, I look at it though, you know, you said you brought up a point that uh Maybe they could have taken another player and and waited, and maybe they could have. But I look at it this way. They're getting that second-round pick back, so they're going to get that player. They're going to get him next year, or they're going to use that pick to trade up to get the quarterback they need to get. So to me, they put themselves in better position to make sure that if they win a few games they don't expect to win, that they're going to be in position to get that quarterback. So the the Rosen trade and the trade with uh, New Orleans helped you in more ways than one because it helped you whether you win more than you think you will, or and it obviously helps you because if Rosen performs like he performed, they're probably not going to win a lot of games. So it's kind of a win-win no matter which way it goes. Uh, and getting that second-round pick kind of ensured that, I think. Uh, so... Well, we you got know, you, we got could, that as compensation for for trading down from the Saints. Yes, yes whether we yes. took but, Rosen but or they, we took another they player, they did this all with the mindset of what they were doing. They were not going to give them the forty eighth pick. They had intentions of trade making that trade if they agreed to it. It was mm-hmm. as simple as that. I mean, uh, he pretty much said that. You know, they 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 were going to make this trade, assuming that Arizona. Agreed. They called them and, you know, offered the trade to them after they had made that trade with the Saints and Arizona took it. Uh, So obviously that was their intention. They made the phone call. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I I think when you throw the whole thing together, it cost you a fourth and fifth round pick, uh, one this year, one next year. And uh, you you got a six round pick in return that two second rounders kind of wash each other out. 
And uh, with what you're paying him, you you can't find a quarterback for that kind of money. So, you know, I I think it's a no-lose situation regardless of how it works out. Now, the question you did bring up that I think is valid is can they truly evaluate him in a year? And that's going to depend on what they do with that offensive line. Obviously, it's not going to be the best line in the league no matter what they do because those players aren't out there. But uh, they've got to get it to the point where they're at least competitive. And, you know, don't forget, they do see him in practice and they do see him in minicamp and training camp and all that. So they will have an idea what they have, I think, probably before we know what they have. One of the biggest things that I kind of, I'm glad to see. And here again, I'm I'm not a huge Rosen fan, but for what we've invested, I think it's it's money well spent. But we haven't had any quarterback competition for years and years. It's been it's been pathetic at best. Now we've got Fitzpatrick, a free agent guy that's been borderline starter slash backup, and we've got a potential star quarterback. And they both got to be fairly motivated to get that starting job, especially Rosen. He's got to have a chip on his shoulder uh, because of the way he got, uh, you know, the outs there in Arizona. He's out going to yeah, be out. He might to- fall over, he said. Yeah, he could. He could. But it's just, I, as far as I'm concerned, I can't wait to see how the two guys battle for that starting job. You know, obviously, they're both going to want to start. And, uh, you know, that translates to the next contract and everybody's going to be motivated. And the Dolphins will have a year to to analyze Rosen and see if he's going to fit the bill. And if not, they'll go for their guy next year. I'm just going to say this. I mean, I saw Jared Goff in, in his rookie season and he looked just as bad as Rosen looked last year, I think. So it's not that it's not possible. Yeah, uh, well, it's, it's look, always possible. Look at Brett Favre's first year. Well, there, there's a ton of quarterbacks that, you know, in their first year, sometimes even in their second year, and you can go back to years ago when they yep. would sit, you know, they would sit for a few years. Bradshaw, it took him, you know, a while to get rolling. But, you know, again, you know, and I don't want to be negative on this. You know, I just felt that with the amount of issues this team has at different positions, I would have been more than happy to trade down, pick up that extra second round pick and draft an alignment or draft a receiver. There were in between the pick that we uh, that we traded and the pick that we took, there were eight receivers taken. And that was that that's where a lot of these receivers were, you know, were rated at going in the draft. And they were all decent players that may develop into really, really good wide receivers in the NFL. And that's a need for our team as well. Like the guy the Patriots took. And the guy that the guy that the Patriots that took, you're talking about Winovich, the edge player? No, no, uh the uh, receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this the receiver. Well Winovich yeah. was taken in that time frame as well. And yeah. it's funny that you mentioned New England, Mike, because I meant to touch on that as well. And he's a guy that I absolutely loved as well. So, you know, my thought process is fine. You want to trade down and you want to pick up that second pick in the second round of next year. That's great. But take a pick there and then come right back and take the kid that we took in the third da- in, in the third round, Dieter, and leave Rosen out of the picture. Because, you know, going back to what you said, Jim, in regard to a competition here – 
you know, the Dolphins have invested a second round pick in this guy now, basically. And I honestly don't see it as being a competition unless, of course, Rosen completely falls on his face during the preseason. I, there's no way Fitzpatrick is starting game one for this team. There's just no way. It would be egg in their face. And we know how this whole thing works. Uh, Rosen's going to be your starting quarterback. They're going to roll with him and, um, you know, that's what that's what we're going to be looking at. So hopefully this guy pans out. You know, like I said, I really don't want to be negative. I just don't particularly like the individual that we're talking about in regard to what I've seen of him. Now, things like you said, Mike, things can change. You know, um, golf had a great second season. And so did some other players, you know, in the league that, you know, they had bad rookie years and came back and, uh, you know, became decent players in the NFL. So that all remains to be seen. But again, you know, is he the guy that I mean, honestly, you guys tell me your opinion. Do you really feel that he's a guy that's going to be a Brett Favre type that like you mentioned, Jim, or, you know, any any guys like a Mahomes or any of these NFL quarterbacks that just have that 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 extra edge on them that just win football games for you. I just don't see it in this guy. I just don't. Well, I haven't to date, so yeah, I'll, gi- I'll give you that. Uh, you know, it's, it's a matter of what he can be, not necessarily what he is, and they've got to figure that out pretty quick. In the third round, we took uh, a big mauling lineman, uh, Michael Dieter. Uh, he was a third-rated lineman uh, guard, actually, in, in the draft class. Uh, what did you guys think of that move? I thought it was a spot-on call, really. This guy has played all the positions on the offensive line and double-digit you know, at each position. He's played tackle, guard, and a little bit of center. Uh, yes. He's versatile. You know, he's not, you know, the best guard or the best tackle or the best center at any of his jobs, but he's he's damn good at, at pretty much all of the offensive lineman positions. It's kind of what we've been asking for, right? He's got a little mean nasty to him. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, he's not going to translate to a tackle in the NFL probably, but he, you know, he's going to be a good guy in, in either guard position or center. So, you know, in a third round draft pick, I think that's realistically as good a fit and value as as you could hope for. You know, when you start four years for a Wisconsin offensive line, that's all that needs to be said. And he is the type of guy at a position, again, that that that's a, a desperate need. I mean, you talk about needs on this team, the guard position is maybe the most desperate position we need players at. So I thought it was a great pick. Uh, the fifth round, we obviously didn't have a fourth round pick. The fifth round, we took a, a linebacker, Andrew Van Ginkle, who was uh, the 18th rated uh, linebacker in the class. He's an outside linebacker. How do you guys see him being used? Well, with Flores in charge, he likes to you know rotate guys around. I feel they're going to use him as a stand-up outside linebacker in a, you know a three-four alignment. The guy is six foot four and and two thirty five or two thirty eight or something. Uh, he's not the fastest guy out there, but he, you know he flies around a lot. He's long and lean, and he can drop back into coverage and also you know get after the quarterback. He had seventeen tackles for loss and eleven sacks in the last two seasons. So he does make some impact plays, which is I think the key. 
you got to make those plays that can can change a drive, change a you know a half or a quarter or the game, out, game. yeah, or mm-hmm. the whole game. So uh, you know, I like the kid. I've heard a lot of negative stuff that he's soft and he can't play in the run game. Blah blah blah. And and that may be the case, but we are talking about a fifth round draft pick. You know, no fifth rounder is a guaranteed uh, you know starter on in the NFL. So. I like the kid's upside. Uh, I like the way he flies around, and we do need some help on the outside, and we do need some help for those stand-up linebackers in a 3-4. So I think it's a good fit. Yeah, I think he's a role player, you know, on the defensive side. They're talking about him being a special teams player right out of Jump Street. Probably. So, you know, he at, at like like Jim said, in the fifth round, when you're getting a guy that has a lot of upside, you know, how can you go wrong? I think it's a solid pick. Yeah, you can. I mean, all these guys uh, taken from this point forward are, are obviously maybes. Uh, but, you know, you hope you can develop them as a coaching staff. And I, I think uh, this kid fits that mold. I, I think he's somebody that's not f- fully uh, what he's going to be, and they need to work with him and see if he's got it in him. Uh, in the sixth round, they took uh, probably my least favorite pick. It was uh, tackle Isaiah Prince. Uh, he was the 13th rated tackle in the class. He just looks sloppy to me. I don't like his footwork and uh, not real impressed with him. Did you guys get the same impression or am I seeing it wrong? I did watch some of his film and I was initially excited about picking a big tackle but like you said, he kind of looks sloppy. Um, I think he plays more by intuition than he does technique. And that's why he looks like he's flopping around out there sometimes. But, you know, he gets the job done quite a lot. And that's that's more than I can say for some of the tackles we've got on our roster. So, you know. Any names you want to throw out there? <laughs> <laughs> no, Stirrup? no, no, I don't, uh, Mr. Okay. Stirrup. Uh, but, you know, I mean... It, We've talked about this so many times. We had a show a week or so ago about don't get too excited because a lot of these guys don't make it. Of course. Uh, And these guys, the switch has to go on inside their head. You know, you got to go into the real world. Uh, You got drafted in the NFL, and that's fantastic, and it's like a wish come true. And a lot of these guys don't know what the hell they're doing once they get to that point because they haven't looked past it. So... A lot of these guys, they've got to figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their life. And if it if they decide on football, and they can become Hall of Fame players, if they, they got to work at it, yeah, you got to put the work in, and uh, we just got to see how things develop. If he wants to be coached and learn, then he's got a lot of potential. If not, uh, it's probably a dead end. Yeah, when you get a guy out of Ohio State this late in the draft, the guy that went up against Boza in practice every day, then there's something to work with there. You know, the guy's right. played in big games. He's, he's coming from a, a big college program. And, you know, you're rolling the dice on any of these guys at this point. So I thought it was a solid pick at another position that we, we are in desperate need of. We need offensive linemen. In the worst way. In the worst way, exactly. So I think it's, you know, you're, I'm, I'm on page with you, Mike, in regard to maybe my least favorite among them, but it's still not a bad pick. Okay, I can go with that. Uh, in, in the next round, the seventh round, our first pick, we took uh, 
fullback Chandler Cox. He was uh, the fourth rated in the class as far as fullbacks go. He's versatile. He's played some tight end. He's played some wide receiver. You guys know anything about him? Well, yeah. just a just a little bit of studying on him. I did th- this morning a little bit. Uh, he's another versatile guy, and I think when you look at the draft overall, uh, what Greer and Flores have done is they're picking guys that aren't necessarily a one-trick pony per se. Uh, you know, these guys can move around on the defensive line. They can move around at linebacker. You know. Uh, our third rounder, you know, Dieter, he can he can play many places on the offensive line and this, versatility. Yep, and you know, if you look at, I hate to keep talking about the Patriots, but with our current staff, it's a little bit difficult to get. Well, past. we are we are going to talk about the Patriots a minute because it's relevant with this pick. Yeah, and you know, the fullback position isn't utilized a whole lot in the NFL anymore. It's all, you know, they want to save that. 14 teams use the fullback. Yeah, that's all. I didn't think it would, I actually didn't think it'd be that many, but uh, you don't see it done a lot. The the Patriots and and Delvin are very successful with it. And they they do it more than most. So, you know, about 36% of the time. Yeah. And, you know, we see it twice a year. So, you know, we kind of cringe when it gets in a short yardage because we know what's going to happen and we can't really stop it. Uh, So (laughs) we can't stop it without the fullback. Well, I know, but that's a whole nother deal. Uh, So I'm okay with the pick. I would love to have a a guy that, that uh, can, can take on that role. I'm not sure how successful they will be working that role into the program, but if it works, fantastic. I'm okay with a fullback taking up a roster spot. I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. So, Lou, what do you know about the way New England uses the fullback? Well, I think that the reason they drafted this kid is for that simple reason. I think that they're going to do a lot of things that New England does. He's going to be a role player in different situations, and when you get a guy that can contribute and be productive in the seventh round of the draft, then I think it's a great pick. You know, it's it's a position that's probably very overlooked by most teams because a lot of teams don't use the position. And maybe we got a lot more value this late in the draft for that reason. So I, again, this is maybe one of my favorite picks because I'm old school. I know, Mike, you're old school as well. We love to see, we would love to see a fullback on the roster. Yep. We'd love to see a guy running the ball in short yardage situations, a guy like a Norm Boulash or a Zonker, whatever the case may be. Now, I'm not trying to say this guy is that type of player, but it'd be nice to see. What defense is getting lighter? It gives you an advantage, and I think that's the reason the Patriots, among other teams, use it. The Rams are big with the fullback as well. With that advantage, it helps. Every little advantage you can get out there, you know, uh, 10 pounds here, 20 pounds there, it, it all adds up. In the in the seventh round, their last pick, uh, they took this uh, running back, Miles uh, Gaskin. Now, he was the 21st uh, rated running back in the class. Uh, He's got good vision. He's got good toughness, but he's not a very fast back. Uh, Jim, have you looked at him? I did briefly. I was kind of intrigued by it. And these last two picks, Gaskin and uh, Cox, the, the fullback and the running back, we already talked about versatility and Gaskin's kind of the same way. He, he's not a big back. I think he's only 5'9", but he is uh, 218. He's got good leverage. He's got good power, uh, and he can catch the ball. He can do the wildcat. Another versatile running back. 
And you talked about how the Patriots use the fullback and it adds to their toolbox per se of things they can do. And it gives you options. And uh, as Lou mentioned, role players, this guy fits that bill as well. Uh, You know, he's not built like a superstar by any means, but it gives them more things to add in there. And he's another versatile, hardworking guy that's, you know, really trying to make it in the NFL. And I think those types of character guys uh, help your team in the long run. So, you know, I think it's a solid pick. You know, we're not overly deep in the running back position. So, You know what, Deer and uh, Cox and uh, Gaskin, I, I just think they're trying to add a little bit of muscle. Yeah, yeah. Grit, grit and yeah, determination yeah, a type A little, little bit of toughness, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's how I see it. So, I mean, you know, it's football. I can't argue with that. They also signed some free agents. Now, the one everybody's kind of excited about is the wide receiver out of Colorado State, uh, Preston Williams. Do you know anything about him, Jim? Well, I did read a few articles over the last couple of days since they picked him up. And he is he did get quite a lot of attention He's he's a top talent as far as receiving skills, but he's got some off off field uh, drama going on where he's gotten himself into trouble. Uh, he's another guy that uh, if he decides he wants to work at being a good football player, I think he can be a solid wideout in the NFL. It's just going to matter about whether he decides he wants to apply himself to the game. Stay out of trouble. Exactly. You have any thoughts on him, Lou? You know, it's a, it's a crapshoot with those guys. Oh, definitely. You know, if your draft picks have a 40 50% chance of making the roster, the, the free agents are, are far less than that. But uh, in our situation, uh, I think you might have more than a couple make it. Uh, oh, yeah. Simply the odds because are a little we've, better. We've, yeah, we've got a bare roster. So Yeah, we've There's got plenty, a lot of, of hose. Plenty, of, plenty of spots to fill yet, especially, no especially before the cut-down day. Well, they got to get up to 90 before they start cutting people back. So, yeah. Now, the, another free agent they uh, signed was Deion Calhoun. He's a guard at Mississippi State. Uh, you know anything about him, Jim? I did see that they picked him up, and I was excited about uh, us getting another guard on the ball. Uh, but I really haven't done anything, any well, research I tell, on him. I can tell you he, uh, Pro Football Focus ranked him uh, one of the top 10 free agents available, as, as was Preston. Yeah, well, Mississippi State is a solid program, so, you know, it's probably not a bad pickup. So, you know, that, I mean, that says something. Out of all the free agents out there, these two were on the top 10 list. So, I mean, you know, they've got some talent. It's a matter of them uh, putting it together and, and turning it into something. They took a linebacker out of New Mexico State, Terrell Hicks. They took a cornerback out of UTEP, uh, Nick uh, Needham. They took a linebacker out of Maryland, Trey Watson. And uh, uh, they took a kid who had a torn ACL in uh, 2017, came back last year uh, from Villanova, uh, Rob Roll, and he had a decent season last year. So he's got some potential as well. So those are the main ones. There's others that they signed as well. And if I missed anybody, somebody else thinks is important. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how these guys do once we once we get some eyeballs on them uh, in training camp and in the preseason games and uh, see if any of them get noticed. Because uh, that's really when it matters, you know. they got to impress the coaches from that point on. 
Anything else? There was one surprising thing to me. You just mentioned we picked up uh, an undrafted guy at cornerback. Yes. I was a bit surprised that we went fullback, running back in the end, rather than grabbing another defensive back somewhere, because we aren't very deep at cornerback. You know, we've got Xavier Howard, uh, but beyond that, we're... Well, they have, they, they have Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, understood. understand that. But he can't play, you know, four or five positions at one time. So Why not? Well, you can. He was but highly he, drafted. He gets spread pretty thin. I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he could probably pay, play two positions without too much of a problem, or at least as successfully as some of the other guys. But I'd sure like to know where he's going to be, just out of curiosity. I mean, I do think they'll move him around. So I don't think he's going to have one set position like most safeties, but... Uh, I'd like to know if they're going to play him at corner or slot or safety or just what. I'd love to know what they're thinking. All right, any other thoughts out of you, Lewis? No, I thought I thought overall they did an extremely good job. You know, they they filled some holes at some positions that we needed. You know, they're bringing guys in that uh, hopefully will contribute in year one. You got to hope that Dieter's starting. I think the first two picks are, are surefire starters. And Wilkins, absolutely. So, you know, when you when you when you talk about getting two starters early on in the draft, that's a key, you know, and let's hope that that uh, that's what comes about. And you're going to have Rosen starting. So that's that's three. I I mean, I don't see uh, Fitzpatrick starting over him. I really don't. I agree with you there, Lou. Yeah, he's going to have a tough time of it. You know, again, if if they are gonna evaluate, and if they made this trade to evaluate him, then he's got to be out there. You can't evaluate him, you know, sitting on the sideline in, in NFL games. So they have to know what they have in him going into next season. They're gonna probably have a top five pick, so they're gonna need to know what they have in Rosen. And the only way they can do that is by him being out on the field. And I was looking so forward to seeing Fitzpatrick just running around, <laughs> look, out, looking right. like Yosemite Sam with a football football uniform on. And yeah, I, I was so looking forward to that. I really was. But we'll see what happens. All right. You know, it, it, I'm not down on it. I'm really not. I mean, yeah, I would like to see uh, Fitzpatrick and, and his experience maybe, but I'm more excited about seeing Rosen because I want to see what this staff is made of. And if they can get something out of him, that screams something about this staff. And that's what I want to see. I want to see that we finally have a coaching staff that can develop players. Yeah, I, I that, agree that, with that, you on that. That totally. to me is so yes. important. So I am looking forward to it because this kid can throw. They got to teach him to play quarterback and that's on the coaches. That would be that would be a new deal for us in the last ten years—a coaching system that can actually develop many players. Yes, it's so important. It's so important. All right, guys, uh, I'm not going to drag this out any longer. I think we've covered the uh, draft. We've covered the free agents at least uh, at a basic level. Um, I'm excited about what they've done. Now, I will tell you that I'm generally excited after every draft. It comes with the territory, and then we find out later that. The guys aren't what we thought they'd be. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen here, but I haven't ruled out the possibility either. Uh, so we'll see. But I really do like the direction they went. Hopefully these guys pan out. Uh, you know, if you get a couple of starters, and I think they have, and you get a couple of special teams players, and I think they have, and uh, 
if the last two picks show anything, that's a bonus, and it looks like they might. So I'm I'm kind of excited. Well, how can you not be excited about uh, you know after a draft when you've got some new players to to be excited about or or mad about? Either way, it it adds to the excitement. I do really love the the general direction and the not overspending for players. You know, we didn't reach, we didn't stretch, we didn't overpay. You know, the Rosen trade, uh, whether you like him or not, was pulled off astoundingly, really, and it, we have very little invested in him. So, you know, that's that's all to the good side, and uh, I really like the way they the way they drafted in general. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you, Jim, and the fact that we have a new coaching staff and we have a couple of new quarterbacks coming in that that that's big right there you know that's something to be excited about going in the last season mike me and you talked about we this knew over what we and were over getting. again we were right. like my goodness another i mean we we approached it as it's another year at Tannehill. so really how good can we possibly be that's the way we were looking at it this year you know we've got two at new quarterbacks there's some mystery right there's some mystery and you know if you factor in the amount of draft picks that we have next season, after next season, then there's a lot, you know, to be uh, positive about. We have how many draft picks next year total? Possibly 12. Possibly 12 if we keep them all. That's a lot. Two every round minus the first round, correct? Right, right. right. So it, it, there, there's, a, there's a lot to be well, uh, excited about. I believe one. we have one fifth round pick because we gave one up. Okay. That's how it, That's how it's 12. Anyway, uh, so that's it. I mean, you know, if they have to trade up for a quarterback, they're certainly not going to trade all their picks, you know. So, you know, because let's face it, I, I don't see this team winning more than seven games as as the best case scenario. <laughs> I uh, see it. Five tops, Mike. That's that's yeah, the way I well, see it. Well, I'm saying best case scenario, you know, if, if Rosen comes in and throws for, you know, 450 yards mm-hmm. a game. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, best case scenario, uh, you know, maybe Fitzpatrick will come off the bench and throw three TDs in the second half. You know, you never know. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, we'll see what happens. You know, uh, th- that's why you watch, right? I think so. If we knew it was going to happen, there'd be no reason to watch. That's for sure. All right, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Thanks for joining me. Pleasure as always, and guys. Thanks for listening and. Uh, We're going to come up with something next week, or we're going to come back in two weeks. I'm not sure which yet. Um, We might wait until um, May 9th when they can start signing free agents, or we might just come back next week with something else. We'll see. Uh, In the meantime, we will uh, talk to you guys soon. Fins up. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. Fins up.